Hello and welcome back to Tate Radio Marin. I am your host, Javier Vicuna, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Santi Hernandez. And on today's show, we're going to be talking about ways that you can better organize yourself, as well as going over a couple of uh, men's health awareness, because this month of November is Men's Health Awareness Month. Um, so I kind of wanted to put those two topics kind of together, uh, just because Santi and I especially, we've been shuffling through just so much different events and videos and all that jam and I just kind of want to delve into it and kind of talk about our experiences with like organization and how we organize ourselves and manage not to go crazy <laughs> but um, I also want to talk a, a few about um, some of my mental health realizations that I've had um, as of late um, but anyways before we get into it um, I wanted to ask you Santi uh, what is your go-to drink so, like, do you drink, like, what do, what do you like drinking? Like, if, if something were, like, if you were really thirsty, what's, like, the first thing that you go towards? Water. Water? Okay. <laughs> but if I am, like, so I don't drink soda. Mm -hmm. Very, It's very rare that I'll take soda. Um, it's too sweet for me. I've kind of programmed my taste buds to not use a lot of sugar yeah and so a lot of things are way too sweet for me even pastries so for me um if i want something really cold and usually it's sparkling water uh sparkling water, water is so good i have to and, I have to go with you on that one and i i think anyone who knows me like i'll always have some type of sparkling water with me yeah um i know javier used like gets me sparkling water he's like you want something i'm like yes sparkling water it's a, my go-to thing. And also because you can make a lot of combinations with it. So, for example, if I'm craving a soda and um, I can, like, get blueberries. like mush <laughs> Yeah, you can mush up, like, yeah. a whole bunch of fruits. And lime. I know yeah. lime is and very you popular. you just put it and it's just like this. You can taste the flavor of fruits yeah. without the sweetness in it. So that, that would be my, like, soda stuff that I would go for. I would definitely, yeah. I mean, I reach for water. I have water right here right now. And what uh, one of my our coworkers, Diango, has actually put me on is uh, chia seeds, mm. uh, adding chia seeds to my water. So I've just been adding that. And I mean, it, it doesn't add any flavor, but it, it I think like it makes me help. It helps with like my digestion. I think that's like one of the benefits of, I, of I know chia, chia has seeds. a lot of benefits. I'm not sure about digestion, though. Digestion? Okay. Maybe. I, I feel like but it like it's helps... Something it does help you some with something. I just okay. know it at the top of my head. Okay. Um, I don't know. I feel like it's cleaning up my stomach. So mm -hmm. anyways, I've, I've enjoyed drinking it. Um, but yeah, definitely water is my go-to uh, most of the time because it's free. <laughs> That's the other thing is that water is free. Um, at least, you know, in some, the, the, in some places like here. Well, in most of America, you can get water off of the tap. I don't mind drinking tap water. I know some people mind drinking tap water, but I, I really don't. As long as it's water... And it's like clean, then I'll drink it. Mm -hmm. um, but thank you for sharing. Um, so moving on to organization. So again, like uh, like I was saying, um, we just finished last last weekend was our Day of the Dead event um, for the Multicultural Center of Marin. And Santi and I, along with uh, also Chris, uh, who we've had on the show previously, we've just been shuffling through so much uh, in terms of video creation creating outreach all the social media outreach that you were doing with chris santi all of that is just how how did you manage 
even doing all those projects? Because you had so many multiple projects at some point that I was just like, wow, how, how are you even managing that right now? I had like two laptops in front of me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, at some at point. At one point editing um, one video <laughs> and I was... I was editing two videos at the same time, um, shot and filmed at different days, but we had to have those, like there were deadlines. Um, yeah. and yeah, I, I had, at one point I had two computers, like it, when something is loading there, I'll move into the next and kind of juggled it that way. I don't recommend that very much because I think each project has its own, um, energy, its own, um, what would I say? Its own feeling and mm -hmm. emotion to it that i think sometimes intertwining both of them can feel a little bit bit interesting but i think one of the things that really helped me is beforehand like i had a vision of what each project was going to look like look like okay and so i tried my best to stick to that so that's a very big point that you just put there is that when you're managing all these projects you already kind of have in your mind what they should what the end product should be yeah because I think if you're if you're in the position where you have to get all these projects done, it could be homework as well, like an essay, something like like let's say because again, I think this can be applied to mo to a lot of things. Um, but just using your example of of having multiple videos to have to edit, you at least know going into it that okay, this video here, I need it to be this long, and I need it to be basically showing this type of information. And that's for that video. And then for this other video, it needs to be longer and it needs to look like that. Like, you know, you, you're already going in with a game plan or you're making, creating a game plan. You're not just going, uh, okay, it's like, uh, I'm working on this video and okay, the now I'm going to go work on the other one because I don't know what to do with the other one. You know what I mean? Like, that's not a good position to be in because if you're not, if you're not aware of or sure of like what the project's supposed to look like, then, you know, you're just going to create more stress for yourself but already having to shuffle multiple projects. Yeah, and I think also, and I'd love to hear more about this from you too, for mm -hmm. me, managing different projects at the same time, the biggest thing that helped me a lot was using my calendar. Mm -hmm. Like My calendar was my best friend because when you, for example, it might seem, if someone comes up to me and tells me, hey, I, I need this video for let's say to promote uh, this mic mm -hmm. um, it's not just like it okay. depends we're gonna it's not just grabbing a video camera and then showing the yeah. mic and then saying something yeah, about the mic there's creative like, like a script you have to create a script there's a script there's a creative like storyboard behind it and a, a team behind it mm -hmm. and so and you have to schedule everything in time and at times like for us there was um video we did with Adi Agresiva, which we'll have, um, we'll do a show with them, but their video, mm -hmm. you know, we did, we were, we booked them, um, like right on the edge of time. We recorded everything, but post editing, right? After you, you go into editing, you look at the footage, it seems everything fine while you're, you're on set. But then we faced with a lot of issues yeah. and we were like, whoa, we were not prepared for this. And we learned, like, that's good that we left a little bit of time and used our calendar saying, hey, we need to have this by this time. Like, like time marks and where we need to be. Mm -hmm. And then that eventually um, we had a couple reshoots and a couple of um, really just using our creativity, how to fix certain things. So for me, 
my calendar was everything to me looking yeah. at it and also it's not just like i have this one video i'm working on everything is else is ignored i had multiple other things that i'm working on so the calendar really helps if you have a solid calendar when someone comes in and t says hey can we do this you are able to say actually i can't because i have this going on but if you have everything in your head um i can double book and then you don't want to do that you don't want to double book so i don't know how it worked out for you but for me now calendar especially the online calendar has been very very helpful yeah so for me what's really helped is having um so what i do like so i had to record a couple events for the for college of marin mm -hmm. um you know and, and they're like long panels like they're panel discussions and the footage can be up to like 30 to an hour long of just one panel and if i don't create any what i what i do is i create notes i put, create timestamps based off of like what the camera's time code is and i'm like okay at this time at this second they talk about this this would be a good thing to highlight because i have to create basically I have to turn this one hour discussion into a 20 minute video <laughs> right so i have to hit all of the highlight points so already going into the filming of this of this event i'm already creating taking notes of what I need to put into the edited video because if I don't do that, I'm going to waste even more time scrolling through the video by my, basically rewatching the whole hour again to find the highlighted things. Unless I already have the notes on my note on my phone. Mm -hmm. So that's one way that I've found that has helped me organize similar to you though, with like um, scheduling for certain events. Like if I have to go shoot at a certain location I have to coordinate with the people that will be there, right, to conduct interviews. And then that takes a whole other sort of planning and organization between you and the people that are going to be in the video. Because if you guys aren't on the same page, then, you know, nothing's going to get done. So just to be more efficient, it's just good to reach out to the person I feel like a month in advance, um, if possible. I know sometimes it's not always the easiest thing to do, uh, Sometimes, especially if a project is like due like next month or something, you need to get someone quickly, um, then it's like, you know, well, you have to reach out to people as soon as you can because the sooner you, you find someone and, and coordinate with the right people, the more less work you'll have to do at the end. Yeah, absolutely. And since we're talking about multitasking, mm -hmm. I, like I said, for me, it's um, scheduling and also taking and adding on to what you were saying. It's the first time you do something, whether it's um we're talking about film in this case yeah but if you're doing the homework or or you're preparing for a test or in your job there's something that you did and, and you realize something made it if something took you longer than you thought and there was a lot of things take note of that and then find out how can you address that in your Absolutely, case yeah in your case i bet you had to at one point you know watch a f the full hours and hours of footage yeah. and you're like hey that takes me a lot of time but now you're like listening live and taking, and taking notes. notes yeah so that's something that you developed after and that's my biggest suggestion to others it's hey look at what what's working and also at what's not working right because then the next time you can improve for example for me it's i am horrible <laughs> i mean horrible at remembering thing 
remember things. So I have a specific, I don't know if you can see it, but I have a specific page, like, Mm. page on my phone where it has my google and it has my reminders and it has like my asana asana is a um like a task reminder a, a tool. software that i yeah. use just especially for mcm so that's on my screen and it's just for me it's i've forgotten a lot of deadlines i've had um you know a lot of things that i'm like oh no i forgot because of all, my, all these other things that are piled up so with that i prioritize and i'm like this is important and i move things around but that's what I use for my phone. And then when I'm not, you know, working, I'll switch it and it's it's something completely different. But those are things that have helped me and kind of stay on task mm -hmm. and not to let people down. Because often what we do is, oh, I can take it in and then you let people down. It has happened to me many times, many, many times. And I'm like, oh, no. So I'm that's something that I've been doing is writing it down and being more aware. And, and for example, yeah. with Google Calendar or any calendar, it's you can put the address of where you're going to go. Yeah. And it tells you how long it takes. And like Google will tell you and I'm planning accordingly a lot more to suggest like using the tools you have mm -hmm. to just make your life easier. And because when you're so unorganized, that leads to stress. And just imagine if you pile a lot of things over and over yourself, um, like literally, mm -hmm. it's hard for you to move. And it's hard for you to breathe. But if you, you know, have things organized, it's a lot easier for you to move and be flexible. And, and maybe you have to change certain things, but it's easier for you because you're organized. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that, that, that makes sense to me. And I, I wanted to backtrack a little bit and talk about that that what you mentioned is letting people down because that's ultimately what causes the most stress for me is if I'm working with a client or same for like, if you're doing homework for a teacher, you don't want to let that person down or have that person like, you know, be disappointed in you because, you know, at least to me, that feeling is terrible. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and I want to always, when I'm creating a product, I want it to be the best they can be. I don't want to just like, I can't say the word, but like half mm -hmm. it, you know, um, I, I just don't want to do like a bad job on it. I don't. Um, so that also makes me tend to take longer on projects because I'm kind of a perfectionist. And if it's not like the way I really want it, I'm going to take longer on it. But I've also learned that sometimes I just need to have it done. <laughs> I just need to get it done. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just like, ah, even if there's one part that I knew I could have done better if the client ultimately if the person that you're making the video if the video is for yourself then you can be more you know i feel like you can be a little bit more loose but if you're you know if, if it's running off of someone else's time you need to make sure that you deliver that product no matter what during that time frame so same for homework you know if you're turning in homework late that's going to make your grades go down but if you turn in your homework on time and you still find that balance of okay i'm i'm gonna turn this assignment in on time but i'm also giving myself enough time to really put in the time for it to look good for me to feel good about it then that's how i mean that's how you become a successful student really is it's mm -hmm. is really good time management and organization which i know is really hard to do because there's social life as well you know that's the other thing is that i hate having to work on a project for more than like four to five hours at a time because even with homework a lot of it is just sitting still mm -hmm. and like writing 
or sitting still on my computer editing. Like that to me, I need to like go outside for like at least an hour. So it's good to take breaks as well, like mental breaks, because it, it you can get so far deep into it, I think, um, the, if you're, you know, either doing homework or working on a project. And I just don't feel comfortable in those situations. So I really tried to just give myself enough time to like work on it, like give myself a time frame, like, okay, these next two hours, I'm going to work on this video. And then I'm going to have an hour of break to just do what I want and just come back to it after that hour or something like that. Cause you're still, again, you, you still want to get the video done on time. So you don't want to take too many breaks, you know, but, um, again, it's about finding that balance. Yeah, I agree with you. And the letting people down can be very stressful, yeah. but there is something that has me always thinking about letting people down. And it was a question that I had someone ask me, for example, you're in the middle of a project and, and you know, you can knock it out like in the next hour, mm -hmm. if someone comes into your, in your, I don't know, family, friends, and they say, Hey, like, let's go do this inside you. You have that feeling of saying no, because you know, that's the smart thing to do. Finish the project. Mm -hmm. But, you don't you feel like if you say no that person will i don't know not like you will be mad at you disappointed in you but if you say yes you know that person will be happy but then later on what if you come back at 11 and and 11 30 let's say and your project is due at midnight yeah you you then scrunch everything into a very <laughs> small yeah. you know time and the question they would or not the question the statement they said is that if you are fr afraid to let people down or disappoint, be disappointed in you, it's better to say no than yes. Mm. And then I said, why? And they said, for example, if I say no, that person can be disappointed for one second or a minute. But if I say yes and I'm, I'm hanging out with them, but my mind is thinking, I need to go do the homework. I need to be you're yeah. present. Then that person will think, oh, they don't want to hang out with us. Or they're and, distracted and yeah, that's so that plays into procrastination, which yeah. you know is such a big thing. Like I used yeah. to procrastinate so much, especially in school. I used to procrastinate on like essays, like on big projects and stuff. That's why you always like you know hear a lot of people students complain. Ah oh, man, it's the last week before the projects due and I haven't started it. Mm -hmm. And it's because procrastination is like you know we have that feeling that like oh okay I can get it done in the in three days. And then you let it get to three days. And then once you're in those three days, it's the most stressful, you know, type of, it's the most stressful time yeah. in doing that project. Biggest thing is writing things down. Mm -hmm. And if you're not uh, good with technology, get a regular calendar, um, a planner and plan out your priorities. And when you keep, manage everything, you, you then re are able to put in your time. Yeah. And then uh, another thing I'd like to touch on about organization, um, this is more of a collaborative part of it, but I, I think it's great when you get to work with someone else. Um, I know group projects in a school setting can be kind of iffy, especially if not everyone knows each other. Because um, usually when I was in college, I remember they would put us into groups, like random groups with students that, I mean, I didn't know. Uh, so we would all be put into a group and be told, okay, you need to get this uh, presentation done in the next two months. And then you're, you know, you have to go out of your way after school to meet up with these co colleagues of yours. And then they're, you know, 
sometimes one of the colleagues isn't putting enough work into the presentation and then you end up having to do the whole thing because no one else in the group is contributing to your project. But it could also go the other way where everyone in the group is contributing to the project and you end up getting the project done a lot quicker. Um, but the, I feel like that's more common when you know the people that you're working with. Like if it's a friend or if it's someone that's also in the same professional setting as you are, who's like really passionate about whatever you guys are doing. If there's like that connection already, I feel like it's so much easier to just collaborate and get things done. Mm -hmm. um, I see that also when I'm recording music in here is if everyone's kind of on the same page of what they want to get done that day. Because for for me, if I'm, I'm, if I'm helping someone record a song, uh, I'm just asking them, okay, what do you want to get done first? And they're like, oh, okay, I want to get this and this and this done. But And that's a lot easier and more efficient than if someone were, were to come in and say, oh, well, I'm not really sure where to start. And it's like, oh, well, now that requires a bit more hands-on on my end, which will ultimately lead to it taking a lot longer. So that's why I always recommend people that if you're going to record music or if you're going to go, you know, if you're using someone else's time to 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 do something, just make sure that you're coming in with a plan, right? And that, that's going back to what we were just mentioning at, at the at the start of this conversation is if you go in with a plan, ultimately it's going to save everyone so much more time. Yeah, just having an idea of what the plan looks like. When you're in a project or in work, a lot of things can change, but you're still in the same path. Um, you're just swerving, you know, moving in different ways, but you're still in the same path. So definitely for stress from multitasking, it's... Um, you know, having your priorities. Mm -hmm. And like I mentioned before, it's making sure you're respectful of people's time, your time. And by your time, I mean, it's finding a space where you can have a workout or, you know, have meditation going on. So I think it's always important to have that. But in order for you to have that, you need to be aware of where you're spending your time. And how was it for you? Because I know um, the, for the Aria Agresiva video, as well as the car procession video, a lot of that footage was also you, you helped you worked with your friend. Mm -hmm. How was how was that experience? Like, how, how did you feel about that? It was really fun. Mm -hmm. I think working on your own, it's great. Yeah. But having someone else working with you and having a vision, it it you're if if I'm low he can be very high mm -hmm. in energy yeah. and his energy will eventually catch on to me or vice versa. So that was a big thing for me that I really enjoyed. And again, you know, a lot of things went wrong in that video. A lot of things went wrong, but if you look at the video, you'll realize it's a well put video together. It's very well done. Yeah. But behind the scenes, there's a lot of things that we weren't expecting were unplanned, but, we had a vision. We were working around it. We were figuring it all out. That was very helpful. And again, there were times where we slept really late at, you know, two in the morning, one in the morning. But we were realizing, hey, where's our scheduling? How does it work? And that's kind of how our scheduling had to be because we both were working in different times. Mm. So, again... If we, if I didn't have an idea of my schedule and he didn't have an idea of his schedule, we would have double booked in many, many ways. And that's what you don't want to do. You don't want to do it at all. That's yeah. where you disappoint people. So, 
Ultimately. Well, thanks for sharing that. Um, I agree. I think, if, again, like going also with um, the idea that if the person you're working with is passionate and is on the same page as you about what you guys are trying to film or get done, then it's just a nicer experience uh, for everyone. Because you could just get, like you said, you, you I think you, you did a fantastic job editing both videos. And, you know, the good thing is that your friend, despite the despite some of the issues you guys had when editing the video you still found a solution um because you you had kind of another perspective from your friend right to help you out yeah working as a team again Uh, working as a team it's not very it's not always beautiful it can Mm -hmm. be i mean speaking from our experience it was frustrating at times too because i think there were things he liked there were things i didn't like Mm. there were things where we were like we combined together, but at the end of the day, because we were on the creative differences. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't like, I don't (laughs) like you. It was more of like, I don't think that looks good. Or sometimes we were trying to do the same thing, but we couldn't find the right words to describe it. So Mm. we weren't getting each other. So definitely when working as a team and it can be very stressful, but try your best to not, take it personal and like it's no. that person but it's more of like okay we're working on the project what is best for the project and when you have that mindset i feel like it does something with you and it's like okay you said that but we're working on the project so and thinking of it in a different context um let's say that you're doing a solo project or you're doing a homework assignment by yourself it's also good to just ask for help from others who have already done the project or have already done like the essay or taken the class um, because the more kind of guidance you can get from other people. Cause I think sometimes we get caught up, like we need to figure everything out on our own. Well, when you're in school, you have your teacher, right? Your teacher's also there to like help you out with your assignments and let you know, Hey, what can I, I'm having issues with this where, what can I do to make it better? Or same for a video. Maybe you have a video editing friend and you're like, hey, man, like I'm trying to get this video to look this way. Do you know how they did it? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That to me has also been a big part. And I've always never shied away from asking for others for help or advice. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I also think that's a really good way of you not just growing and getting your work done, but also a good way of just keeping in mind who you can maybe reach out to in the future to, to help you out. Oh, I agree on that. Yeah. Always ask for help. And... For homework, a lot of people might feel like I shouldn't be asking for help, but homework, in in my understanding, it's yeah. it's it's seeing how, what you know and what you don't know, and if you don't know something, go ask um you know your your teacher and ask them, hey, this is what I'm struggling with, or if you're in a school project and and you're the only one working there advocating for yourself and saying hey i i'm letting you know ahead of time that way you don't come last minute and say oh they didn't work on their project but it's last minute but it's you working and saying hey i did this but the you know my group is not doing what they're supposed to be doing and that way it doesn't affect you and you're protecting yourself at the same time absolutely and i know sometimes you may not always have a friend to ask for advice or a um, or a teacher who has maybe the time to to help you out, but always look for other resources. Mm-hmm. Um, also online, like I I find so many solutions to a lot of things online now, um, and I think again 
just use your resources so that they can help you and benefit you, ultimately creating less stress for you um, because they're, they're out there. And, uh, you know, just try avoiding to try to do everything by yourself when you're not too familiar with a subject. So I agree. Yeah. And to reduce stress for multitasking mm-hmm. or, or any stress in general, get enough sleep. Oh, yeah, that's a big one. (laughs) It's a huge one. If you are not getting enough sleep and you have a lot of things going on, it will affect your your mind, the way you're you're actually performing in what you're doing. Yeah. So getting enough sleep is super important. I know that I slept when creating the videos at times at 2 a.m., you know, very, very late. And you'd wake up super early. But it, at times I had to, but I made sure, hey, I need a recovery day where I need to sleep in or or take a nap in between because I can feel myself getting more stressed when I wasn't getting enough sleep. So, yeah, we were working late, but I was trying to figure out, looking at my time, hey, where can I um, find a, a time to even just close my eyes for five minutes or or a day where where I can recover my sleep. No, that that's a big point because if you don't also if you don't get a right amount of sleep, you're going to wake up like you're saying with no energy and you basically waste another day because you're not in the mindset or in the or have enough to really keep working on a project. And you, you just want to go to sleep again. And you can collapse. You can there ha- it has happened where people are just very, exhausted. very stressed and, and exhausted, exhausted yep. and they just collapse. So yeah. taking care of your of your body, your mind and your mental health <laughs> <laughs> is super important in order for you to to perf- be at your highest performance. And um, like I said, just not everything is going to be the same for everyone, mm-hmm. but sleep, being organized with um, your time is super important for you to reduce stress in school, work environment, and even in your relationships, family, friends, or, you know, a loving relationship. I agree. Um, So thank you for sharing. Um, I'm going to switch gears here um, and go into a couple, just one announcement real quick um, before we actually start talking about uh, men's health for the second half of the show. Uh, What I wanted to let everyone know is that open mic night is being postponed until January of next year. So I just want to thank everyone who has supported open mic night um, this entire year. It's our first year really launching it. And I think it was a complete success. Um, It was a great open mic last month. Uh, It's just that unfortunately we're kind of closed. We're closed the end of this month here at or actually, I'm going to be away. <laughs> I'm leaving to Mexico um, at the end of November. And then in December, we're closed here at the end of December. So we'll be back stronger than ever for open mic on in January in 2024. So I just want to let everyone know that. Um, but moving forward, um, I want to talk about men's health. And, you know, it can I, I wanted to touch on both physical and mental health because i feel like we've talked a good amount about mental health already on on the show this year but i think we should also put an emphasis on like people again continuing to eat better and like we're saying about stress a big factor too is what you eat Mm -hmm. your diet your diet plays a big big role into like how you end up feeling because like let's say you eat something really greasy in the morning it's gonna make you feel super like or eat a lot of carbs in the morning it's going to make you feel so sleepy 
Like, I don't know. That's how I feel. Like, if I eat, like, a bunch of carbs, I feel, like, super sleepy after, mm-hmm. right? Um, so you're just keeping in mind that maybe you should eat something more light in the morning. I know a lot of people like to drink coffee in the morning. Are you a coffee person in the morning? Actually, no. Me neither. <laughs> I, I've never really liked coffee. Um, but I know there was a point in my life. Well, the she has an <laughs> afternoon coffee here. But what um, something that I, I've learned is that uh, if I start drinking like energy drinks, like I, I am an energy drink kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But if I'm drinking energy drinks every day, I start feeling all weird. Like my, my time schedule, like my sleep schedule starts getting bad. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I end up actually getting more stressed that way. And it's not good for my, well, not good for my physical health not good for my mental health because mm-hmm. you know for about like an hour and a half i'm like in the zone and i'm like getting a lot done but then after that it's just like i don't get anything done the rest of the day because i feel so tired and i crash and i'm just like i feel uncomfortable so i just want to share that yeah no thank you for sharing i think not i think <laughs> um one thing i have learned with personal experience is that mental health is connected to three like there's three of them Mm -hmm. and so think of a chair with um three different uh like legs Mm, okay if you take one that chair is gonna fall it's not stable you need three and what are those three it's your mental um physical and spiritual health those three are combined if one is is not taken care of that's when your mental health and everything can collapse Mm -hmm. here's why because for example, when, when it comes to physical health, if you buy a brand new car, what's the often thing that we do when buying a brand new car? We want to make sure that it's getting the right oil, it's being maintained so that it runs better, it mm-hmm. lasts long. We, you know, if it's a very, a very expensive car, you're putting a certain specific gas. Um, you're taking care of it. You're taking care of it. Yeah. But what happens with our body? We don't care at times. We can eat so much junk food, take a lot of sugar mm-hmm. and, you know, all of these stuff. And it's to me that the the we are willing to take care more of a car than our own bodies, which mm-hmm. are really what move us. And if you if you take in a lot of those foods that they don't have a lot of nutrition, that's really what it is. Nutrition, nutrition, yeah. your body will start to shut down on you. And it's not then, getting the proper vitamins. Yeah. And, and like that is connected yeah. to your mental health. Mm-hmm. If your body is not alive and it's not performing, your mind is not being connected. Also with your spiritual, whether you believe in whatever you believe in, that's really important with, with your heart, how you feel yeah. and the, in, the within you, right? And so all of those to me are combined. So when, when that's not taken care of, it can lead to, unfortunately, stress, and stress can lead to being hospitalized even. And one thing I also want to touch on um, on a physical health um, term is uh, sub- substance abuse and how, how common that is, I think, when, when people are dealing, especially men, when they're dealing with mental health. Um, you know, when, when, I, when I see people my age, even in high school, I remember there was guys who would just drink, like, on the Fridays, on the weekends, just because they wanted to feel less stressed out. But again, they're hiding it. They're, they're, they're like, it's just a temporary, very bad temporary solution because one, you're going to feel, you know, when you're, when you're drinking that much alcohol, when you're over drinking or getting drunk, 
it's yeah it's like it's not fixing the issue it's not fixing what's making you stressed it's just temporarily making you feel a little better but it's not going to ultimately lead you to success if you just keep doing that right and you're going to become addicted to that type of substance and it's going to start affecting your body as well like we were saying because if you drink too much alcohol your liver is going to start to go out and that's not good um so again just keep that in mind um and also i know a lot of people fall into substance abuse as well by um uh, smoking marijuana and i know like marijuana has a lot of like medical benefits and you know i I don't have anyone against, I'm not against marijuana at all, but what I want to say is that um, don't rely on marijuana too much either, because I also see people just rely on marijuana to just basically cool down or chill down like every single day. And I don't think that's healthy either, because again, you just start relying on these substances. So it either be alcohol, marijuana, or, or something else. But again, it's just keep note that substance abuse is is bad and you should there's always limits to everything yeah i i um i definitely agree with what you're saying when it comes to you know stress men men's health and it's it tends to be i'm gonna numb this whether it's stress for work or you know, we all have had traumas, a lot of experiences in our lives that we don't confront. Maybe you, you know, you grew up with your father being abusive and you carry that all through your life. And maybe that adds on to stress that you don't even know of. Mm -hmm. And you lead to, I just want to feel numb and alcohol and drugs is what people use. And I loved something that you shared in, in this, our Spanish show. And it said, it's, it's not a good way to deal with that because you're just numbing it and you're not actually working on what needs to be worked on. And I thought that was so true because when you say, oh, it's temporarily, but you get used to it, then you don't see what's wrong with it when it becomes a serious addiction, you're like, no, it's fine. I'm not, I'm not doing it to do this or that. But you just, you know, it, it, it can get out of hand. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that also people get influenced by their friends, you know, or like the people around them. Like if they're around other people that are like telling them, hey, just smoke some weed and you'll feel better. I know that that can lead to that path as well. Mm -hmm. um, but I said, always just be smart with who you choose to hang out with, um, which kind of leads me to my other... Uh, point that I wanted to talk about was I, I know I've touched on this a couple times on the show but I cannot stress enough that if you're feeling you know depressed or feeling like um, you know having some sort of mental health issues um, suffering from sadness uh, if you're if your friends aren't supporting you in in like at least when you reach out to them and tell them hey um, you know I'm feeling this way can you just talk to me for a little bit and they're just telling you like no or ignoring you all the time. Think about new friends because, to me, what I've what I've also but also don't take advantage of people who are helping you. For example, if a friend is giving you that time and that space for you to just you know um, take out all all of your all of your feelings like what you're feeling inside. If you're if you're doing that, don't don't think that um, your friend isn't gonna 
continue to to feel bad for you or anything because again if the friend is giving you that time you need to respect that time as well because you need to understand from another point of view because i've been on the other end where i have given people all right you can come over and we can talk about how you're feeling and i can support you the best i can but then later on those people just don't stop either they're reaching out to me or are telling me hey you know all these emotions that you're that that I was, you know, warning you about, you just kind of acted on them without even really regarding what I had told you. So I, I'm just saying that I felt like I've been, a, I've been abandoned by some friends after I had given them a lot of emotional support. And that just made me feel even worse. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's just something I wanted to add on about. <laughs> yeah. So I, I understand where you're coming from, you know, giving time and, and, not res- being respected but at the same time i can see how it's hard for others too but when we talk about you know men's mental health and and th- you said you know reaching out i've noticed that in men it's really hard to do that yeah it's really hard um i, I don't i'm talking from experience when it comes to you know being from latina that a lot of my family it's hard for them to speak about their feelings and say i'm struggling Mm -hmm. which is why they lead to alcohol and i one thing that i've noticed in a lot of friends and i tell them hey if you want to cry and you even talked about this Mm -hmm. okay if you want to cry cry yeah it's it's, there's nothing wrong with crying if you're a guy like, I'm not going to call you, oh, you're a girl, you're weak, <laughs> which what girls are not weak either. So that phrase is kind of like outdated. No. Yeah, very outdated. Um, yeah. If you're if you're crying, hey, it means you're human. Mm-hmm. You, it means you're alive because you have emotions. And often we we because we hold so much in a one one day will explode. And there's a lot of things that come out of that. And one of them is for those who don't who don't know, it's the highest rate in suicide are men men yeah 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 absolutely. and the reason behind it is because a lot of men hold their emotions and there comes a time where all of the emotions you carry leads you to being stressed out overwhelmed and as i mentioned before being stressed out doesn't necessarily just work with um with work i have a lot of work going on you can feel also a lot of emotions that's going on that you hold on to and can lead to saying i can't handle this no more and and you know committing suicide Mm -hmm. which is really hard so for for those that are young you know young young men out there know that there's nothing wrong with crying saying that you need help asking for help reaching out to someone saying i just need to talk and also making sure that when you are talking to someone respecting their time is saying what you are wanting yeah i think um jonathan said this where or i don't remember who said this someone Someone on the show show Uh who said when someone comes up to me i ask them two things uh two or three things um do you want me to just listen to you do you want me to listen to you and give you advice or do you want me to just tell you what i think Mm. and to me that was so powerful because i was like i never thought about that and now I know when someone's talking to me, it's like, hey, do you want me to just listen? Do you want to just rant? Which is totally fine. Sometimes people, that's all we need. 
Or other times it's like, hey, I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. Can you give me an advice? Or it's, yeah. what do you think? And so just being respectful of other people as well, having those small little details can lead a really long way and being respectful of, of one another and you not crossing a boundary when someone comes to ask you for help. Because often when someone asks you for help, it happens to me right away, I'm like, where's the solution? How is the solution going to be? And when I hear, they're like, I just wanted you to listen. I'm like, okay. Okay. You know? And one thing I, I like to also share is, and just reiterate, um, is your mental health should always come first. Mm -hmm. You should always prioritize your mental health above anyone else's. Because if you're not feeling good about yourself and you're hearing other people start telling you about your problems, it's gonna it's gonna make you feel worse, mm -hmm. and and if you're if you're not feeling better about yourself, then you need to improve. You know, you need to find ways to improve it. Um, and again, that that's the mistake I did was I think I I I set my mental health aside for a lot of these friends, and I just kind of gave them the time and day to, for me to listen to their problems. But then ultimately, they didn't give me any of that back, mm -hmm. so my mental health suffered even more because I just put it away. Right. Um, so I learned that the hard way, but now I know better. And that's why I am a lot more um, when I choose to listen to people talk to me about their mental health issues or their issues at home or their issues anywhere. I, I just need to make I just need to make sure that I'm doing all right. And just if I if I feel it, then I'll just let people know beforehand. Hey, look, I'm, I'm kind of going through something right now, too. I don't know if I can hear this right now because I'm also myself feeling a certain way so that's interesting i haven't thought about that in that way yeah but it's i think it's important when you feel that you can't take something in is letting that person know hey i care about you but i'm not in the position to, exactly to take it mm -hmm. i you know how can i you know find someone or to listen to you in a way where you can get the support that you need. It's it's like the the metaphor of um, the plane. We've talked about it a lot. Where <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, when, you know, the air, what's that called? The air, the oxygen mask mm -hmm, comes yeah. down. The, the number one thing they tell you is put it on first, then help the person who needs help. Mm. But you can't put it on someone else and then put it on yourself, which I found so interesting. But now I get it. Exactly. In order for you to help someone else, you need to be okay. Yes, first. that's the, so, that's exactly what I'm trying to say. So, yeah. I agree with that, and yeah, continue. Yeah, <laughs> and then um, just another thing that uh, on a more personal note here that I've just come to discover, and I think that I myself have been feeling just a lot more come to terms with is that I have social anxiety. So, as in, like, let's say I get invited to a party. Um, and I go with a friend and I'm the, the, the friend is the only person I know. And I'm feeling like, okay, I, I don't want to go to this. Like, I don't really want to go to this party because I don't do very well with large crowds of strangers because I don't, I just don't like, how does that look like? Like I've heard so many people say that. And I, I want to know how that looks like to me, the way it feels is okay. as soon as I walk into the whatever occasion it be, so for example, it could be like a house party. I go inside. If I don't know a single person in there, I freeze up. Mm -hmm. I get very tense 
and I started to get very like like when when I get introduced to people I just I'm just very like oh hey hi nice to meet you and okay. that's it and then I kind of just go to a corner or I find like a quiet spot to just kind of be by myself because I don't like meeting new like new like I just get not not that I don't like meeting new people it's just that I get very nervous when I'm around a lot of people that I don't okay, know okay. um cuz I think it's just something that came from when I was bullied a lot as a kid and you know bullying led me to just not be very social at a young age so I think since I wasn't really taught that or really experienced like having a lot like a lot of friends or talking to a lot of people in, in different settings it just it's just uncomfortable for me to do it um now so that that's why um I reach out I, I let a lot of people a lot of my friends know like hey if we're gonna be doing this event I'd rather just it be us or our group of friends and not us trying to get in like if you guys are gonna get like go out there to make new friends and meet a bunch of new people then go for it but I know that for me personally that's not that's gonna be a little too much for me mm-hmm. to to realize so yeah yeah, I wanted to know because my social anxiety comes in when there's a lot of, when there's alcohol. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Oh. Like, um, I get nervous mm. and um, I need someone to be next to me, mm-hmm. which is something that I'm working on because I think in my family, mm-hmm. it, it, there's, you know, alcoholism that runs in my family. And, and I think a lot of Latino families face that. Yeah. And there's a lot of um, fear that I, I've, I've had with it, even though in my like my dad doesn't drink and I've never seen him drunk at all, mm-hmm. nor my mom. So I'm fine in my circle and I feel comfortable. But when we go, for example, at a family party and there's alcohol, like I'd rather be with my brother, with my mom. And that's how I feel safe. But I can feel my hands start to sweat. Especially if a person who's drinking comes next to me, hmm. I feel that freeze where it's like uh-huh. um, I can get very nervous. I don't know what to say, but when I feel safe, I can talk and talk and talk and talk. Yeah, but I can see, you know, the the social anxiety that comes in. Yeah, because I am an introverted person. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm not an extrovert at all. And I, I think some people get confused by that by me sometimes because, you know, if you know me personally um, and I, like, you know, I consider you my friend, like I sh- I, I'm always very talkative. Like I'm always very yes. like, like happy. And <laughs> know that. But I, I can't be like that around strangers. I just okay. can't. I can't be like that. I freeze up and I, I feel awkward and I feel like everyone's judging me. You know what I mean? Mm, so that's the other part. That's okay. the art of part of it is like I feel like. At parties, everyone is just trying to impress each other or everyone's trying to, like, hook up with someone or try to, like, you know, you know, try to be someone that they're not. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't like that. I don't like that aspect mm-hmm. of parties because I feel like everyone just tries to be tries to look better than everyone or try to be better than everyone. And I'm just not about that. You know what I mean? I was there to at least try to have a good time. But I can't really have a good time anyways because I don't like meeting you know, strangers. Now that I think yeah. about it. Maybe that's why I don't like parties because I don't like parties mm-hmm. and in in general. Mm-hmm. I would rather have time with my close friends and go out, eat or yeah. go take a trip. I feel like that for me is more my social life, but I'm not into parties very much because I think I think I see where you're coming from when it comes to 
not everybody's going to be authentic in a party. Right. And that's what you tend to lose. Authenticity me. is very important to me. Yeah. Like if you're not authentic with me when we first meet, like, and I, I that's happened a lot where I, I've met people that I thought were pretty cool. But then when I see them in a party setting or I see them in a, you know, in a social setting, mm. they like change immediately. Like they snap into a different, totally different person mm -hmm. because they were being actually not real with me or they're acting fake in front of others. You know what I mean? Like it's just mm -hmm. people are just like that. And I, I guess I don't I haven't really understood that until now. Um, but that's why, again, I value authenticity a lot from a person. Okay. That that's that's the big point I wanted to make there, um, but anyways, uh, moving on. I, I wanted to also talk about redefining strength. Um, so I want to give a quick shout out to Adrian, uh, who is Aragon, who is one of uh, our mental health. Um, he he's one of our mental health. Um, he's part of the mental health programs here at MCM. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, he is actually his baby was born today so congratulations to adrian um but adrian's awesome he is such a big mental health advocate uh and he is a part of this campaign called redefining strength which is um part of the men and boys action team of the marine county suicide prevention collaborative um and basically the campaign is built to play you know a part so by playing a part in men and boys' mental health, um, we can begin to have an open conversation about what it means to be strong and where we draw strength. The Redefining Strength campaign is meant to inspire new thinking, action, and ultimately lead to change around mental well-being among a population not known for seeking help. Um, so again, there, like you were saying, Santi, there's a lot of men, a lot of boys who don't want to share their emotions or just keep their emotions locked up. And that's just not healthy. Long term, that's just not a healthy thing to do. And what's great about Redefining Strength is that they actually have um, a men and boys group online. Um, I think they meet monthly. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know if it's biweekly or monthly. Um, but it's basically a group that anyone can join. Um, anyone who identifies as male um, can join. And we're going to leave the, um, the form to sign up for that. Uh, in the description of this live stream um, of the show. And again, if you're interested in joining the men and boys group, then click the link below in the description. Because uh, again, it's a good way. It's just good to just talk to people. That's another thing that I, I just want to reiterate is that us talking right now, this is great. It makes me feel better. It, and you can just f see that when you express your problems, your emotions to someone else, you'll find, like you're saying... If you're just listening, it can do a it can go a long way, or just starting with a conversation. It all starts with a conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I would highly suggest even if you are okay sharing the link to someone you know that might need it in order for us to br to redefine what strength is. Mm -hmm. Often we think strength is making it seem like nothing affects you, nothing hurts you. But to me, strength is being able to say, hey, I was hurt by this and advocating for yourself, which and apologizing when you, you know, do something that isn't right, quote unquote right. And saying, hey, I'm sorry. 
and having a genuine I'm sorry. To me, that's strength. But often we see strength as I'm big, I'm I am I'm unstoppable, I'm unbreakable. I think especially in males, you know, strength is to look buff or to look big or bigger than everyone else because mm-hmm. um, that's supposed to make you look better, right? But at the end of the day, if you're mentally not... Because I know a lot of guys who go to the gym a lot and, you know, they look great, but in the inside they're doing terrible. Oh, <laughs> you know yes. what I mean? It's like I said, it's, <laughs> it's three things you have to make sure they're all working together, not mm-hmm. against each other. And you know, I just I just always keep that in mind, and I think everyone should every every guy should keep that in mind. Is that yes, I know our, our society pressures us to like look the best and always look like we know what we're doing, that we have everything figured out, but we don't always have everything figured out, and we don't know. Again, if we don't take care of ourselves mentally, physically, like you were saying, we're we're gonna just unbalance out, and we're not gonna be we're not even going to be able to function mm-hmm. properly because um, there's just that pressure put on in, in, to men. And also for women as well, I know that, um, especially in Latino households, I feel, uh, at least at least some of my friends, you know, who are Latinas, they, they tell me that they get a lot of pressure from their moms about, like, how they need to just, you know, find a good man, man a good man who pays well and, you know, continue to teach these really old ideas of how women should be in the household or how women should be after high school, right? Once they reach like an adult age and that just affects them even more. You know what I mean? I don't know if you have any perspective to share like on that, but at least from what I've heard from some friends is that, you know, they feel that pressure from their, from their families. You know, I, I cannot relate in mm-hmm. that way. Yeah, cause because I, I know not every family is like that. Yeah, because I have my, my family, we're very, we, we are very, very different in, mm-hmm. in how we think a lot of the things that are common known in Latino families. But I know now that I'm growing older and older that we have to do a lot of work with ourselves before we can even begin to be in a relationship. Because if if I'm not okay and I get with you know I'm with someone, there can be a lot a lot of problems. So you have to be mentally. I don't mean like you have to have everything figured out to be with someone. It's you being mentally and emotionally okay in order for you to value yourself and value someone else. We often say, "Oh, that person hurt me." That it's all it's it's me me me. It's you and the other person because yeah. you guys are in a relationship together. And so for for anyone out there, it's who cares about the pressure of your family saying you need to have kids, you need to get married or or um, you haven't dated anyone. It's OK. It's OK. There's no pressure. There's no rush for you to be in any relationship now. Right. Work on yourself. Learn what you like, what you don't like. And later on, you'll meet someone. You never know. You can. You don't plan for those things. But when you do, when the time comes for you to be ready and say, "Hey, I'm I'm mentally and emotionally capable of this." I'm not saying a relationship is perfect, mm-hmm. but that's that's why you need to be okay. Because there's a lot of things that are going to come up. You're going to have to deal with them. And a lot of when you don't have those figured out, that's when you know abuse comes in you know, domestic violence comes in because you didn't deal with those things before you went into a relationship yeah. and it caused a bigger problem. Absolutely. So thank you so much for sharing that, Santi. Uh, we're right at the end of our show, um, but I want to thank you 
and our audience for listening to today's show. Um, again, if you're feeling a mental health crisis, always remember you can call the 988 number to help you out. Um, and just know that you're loved and that this is Tay Radio Marin. And we'll catch you guys next week. Take care, everyone.